TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And welcome in Shannon Cratter, uh, who does radio with our sister station, 560 WQAM. He's also the host of the Pivot Podcast. Channing, it's great to have you back on the show. I think we had you on a couple years ago as well. What is the conversation in Miami just with the weather right now and, and how you guys perceive these negative 20 wind chills that we're expecting Saturday? Um, it's, it's not positive for us. It's not uh, <laughs> <laughs> being down here, but just the style of play. You know, that wide open offense we run, you know, the, the quick hitting stuff, just the speed of it. You know, guys, fast guys, now it's cold and it's going to, you know, be, it's gonna be a little tighter. Tyreek might run a 4-3 and not a 4-2 on uh, Saturday night. but So that's kind of the talk. But, uh, yeah, the, 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 the weather has taken over. But I think schematically, like, this is going to be a real good game. We saw the first time. The Dolphins were down by seven driving and having that third and fourth down that went terrible and two were fumbled and everything happened. But I think this is going to be a hell of a game on Saturday night. We always say, like, oh, man, I wouldn't want to have to tackle anybody in this weather. Uh, you did have to tackle people in the cold weather. What the heck's that like? Oh, man, it, it's uh, my coldest game was Kansas City. I think Tyler Thigpen was the quarterback. 2008. Back then. <laughs> 2008. I went to that game. It was miserable, Channing, and I was just standing there. It's crazy you say that because that was the coldest game, and they, you know, they made fun of you when you were over there piled up. Everybody on the team was piled up by the, the space heaters, and, you know, it just wasn't. We ended up winning, you know. And uh, funny story, Joey Porter convinced me pregame to go out with no, you know, no, 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 uh, no jacket on, no sweater. We're men, you know, we're not going <laughs> to let the weather beat us. Both of our asses ran right back inside after 15 <laughs> seconds of being out there. <laughs> it was, I think, I think that was like, it was like nine or 10 degrees. It was, you know, right above negative. But uh, it, it's tough. The ground is hard falling down, you know, like hitting the ground is probably the worst part because it's like, it's, it's concrete pretty much. No matter how great the grass is, that that uh, that soil is gonna freeze up on you because it's moist. So yeah, it is different. It is a playing in the cold is is ten times where I'd rather play in 120 degrees, and I have in in uh, Dolphin Stadium than playing in that you know 20, 30, 10 degrees weather. It's it, it's a big difference. We can talk about that impressive Miami offense in just a minute, but defensively, I mean, look, Channing, I'm not trying to call uh, football players like different old, right? I'm 39. And so when I call football players old, that just means they're like younger than me, but just older than everyone else. Defensively, they're just signing a bunch of geriatrics to play defensive end. Do they have enough to stop Kansas City? I think they do. And all those additions to Justin Houston's and, you know, these, uh, these guys, they added Jason Pierre-Paul early in the year and cut him. They, they knew, you know, after Jalen Phillips went out. So even Manly Chubb, you know, going out, that was our two, our two guys, our two money guys, big money, you know, pass rushers. 
But um, they're just signing guys. They're not going to do too much. You know, Melvin Ingram was out there covering tight ends last week. So they know at that position of defensive end, we need some help. Is why they signed all those guys. So all those guys, pretty much, they're going to get 15, 20 reps max. They just try to see if we can get – if we can just go over there and breathe on Patrick. Go over there and slap slap his back every now and again and make him feel uncomfortable because that's what you have to do to beat the, beat the Kansas City Chiefs. But, yeah, we – with Bradley Chubb went down after Jalen Phillips' um, Achilles tear, that is the that's the weakest point I would say. That's the weakest point of our defense right now is pass rusher. So that's why they went out and got all these thirty five. Um, Bruce Irvin, who was a friend of mine actually. Hey, well, Bruce is Bruce is a couple years younger than me, and I've been retired thirteen years. So yeah, they're, they're, trying to, they're trying to find a couple guys that are that can just you know breathe on Patrick, make Pat Pat a little uncomfortable in that pocket because of the injury bug. They hit the Dolphins, which is terrible. Terrible time to hit him and hit him late in the season when you really can't go and get a 27-year-old. Late in week 18, only person available is 36- and 38-year-old guys. We're talking to Shannon Crowder. He's the host down at 560 WQAM in Miami, also the Pivot Podcast. How much do you guys buy into the, the playoff record of both these teams against playoff teams, I should say? Like the Chiefs are one and four against the current playoff field. I believe you guys down there are like one and four, one and five. But this the point differential is way different. Like you, Miami's like negative ninety-one scoring differential against those teams. How much of it is discussed when you look at the competition and the Dolphins, other than the Cowboys game, that they haven't fared well? Oh, yeah, both Bills games. Um, the one that got to me was the Titans because that's the one, the one loss they have because it was both Bills, Eagles, uh, KC, and then, um, uh, and then there was one other team they lost to. But that Titans game was the one that kind of was a gut punch down here because the Titans aren't a good football team. But it, it means something. You're beating up on the Jets. You're beating up on, you know, these teams that you can't really play. And then the, the record is better. They, you know, end up, you know, end up losing the AFC East last week when they lost to the Bills and all. But, it, it it is it is concerning because I would say the the Baltimore game is when it kind of hits you, where it's like okay you're playing a legit Super Bowl contender and you lose by forty and that's that's when it hit us where like I said even the KC game have a chance to win late you know what I'm saying there was there was a seven point game we had to drive at the end you could tie it late uh, the, the the Eagles game. It was a it was a single digit single digit deficit in the fourth quarter, and then the Eagles end up you know uh, winning and going down and scoring the last points. But you were encouraged by those games with the playoff contending teams, even the Buffalo game. The Dolphins had a chance to win that second one late when they you know lost the Week 18. But they, that that Baltimore Ravens game is the one that put that put that 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 trigger in my mind of hmm. I know we have the number one scoring offense. I know two is leading the league in passing. I know all that's going on, and it's great in totality for the regular season. But Mike, I'm not saying that Mike McDaniel said it. We're not here to win the regular season. We're not here to go to the playoffs. We went to the playoffs last year. That's cute. We're here to do make some noise in the playoffs, and that's what they're going to have to do. And honestly, coming up to Kansas City, it's that that's the difference on Saturday night at 8 o'clock is if this team is really better because the record's better. But last year we got our butt whooped in the first round of the playoffs. Now we can't just come up there and get our butt whooped again in the first round of the playoffs. There's no progression postseason, and good teams want to progress in the postseason. It's cute to get in the playoffs when you're a good team. We certainly know what it's like to fake Ty- Ty- face Tyree Kill here in Kansas City more than others. I had said earlier, more than even him in this game because of how good the Chiefs secondary is, I'm afraid of Devin Achan more than any other player on the field. He scares me for the Chiefs to get a loss. I- am I right in being scared of what he's capable of? 
I have been saying this all season, and people laugh at me, and they're kind of finally coming around with the law, which is crazy. It takes losses for people to listen to you. The Dolphins are rushing. They're a running team. In the, in the, uh, in the Denver game where everybody loved the 70-point game, they had 260 yards rushing, and Tua had 250. So it's, but they, they, if, they, if, if they need Tua to go throw the ball, in which Kansas City does a lot where Patrick's going, you know, 36 or 45 and stuff like that, throwing the ball almost 50 times a game, the Dolphins' offense can't function in that in that manner, which is almost what I think, you know, when you're in negative 20-degree windshield, you're not going to throw the ball 50 times. It doesn't make sense. But the Dolphins are a rushing team. A-Chan, Jeff Wilson, he's the banger. He's big as hell. He's 6'3", 225 or something. And then if you can get Raheem Mosterback, who it's crazy to say, I know Tua's leading the league in passing yards, and, you know, top five and all this stuff. Raheem Mostert has the most rushing touchdowns in the NFL. And that kind of shows you to your question where – this Dolphins team is based around the run. Then you bring people up. You bring people in the box. You try to blitz, you know, run blitzing. And now you have the Tyreek one-on-one with that little out motion when you get Tyreek with the head of steam coming downfield on the skinny post, on the comeback. And then every time you start jumping routes, then he's going to hit you for a deep one. But this, this offense, this Mike McVay offense, just like Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers, um, McVay does it sometimes as well. It's like it's based around the run, and then we find our mismatches with the motion, the shifts, and the and the adjustments pre-snap. But, yeah, if they can't, if the Dolphins can't run the ball, Tua doesn't lead the league in, in the categories he's leading in. So I would expect a big dose of running out of A-Chan, out of Jeff Wilson, and if most are back out of him on Saturday night. It sounds like you kind of answered it a little bit there, but the Dolphins win this game if they do what, and they're going home and done for the season if what happens. If they, first off, choke out uh, Travis Kelsey, because I got to know, we're allowed to talk about gambling now on radio. Everybody That's right. Gambling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I got the Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey over 55 yards yeah. receiving. Which I thought that was, I got a small mortgage on that. There I think go. that was a ridiculous <laughs> number. But he's the weapon. Like, uh, Sky Moore, uh, Kadarius Tony, who's a gator. Uh, Kadarius Tony, I love watching in Florida. Kansas City has most drops in the NFL this year. So, like, we know Travis Kelsey can play. Choke him out, which they did do a great job in the in the first game this year. They did do a great job of covering Travis. But as you see what the Ravens did, you see what Buffalo did, they attack. They don't attack the corners. Nobody wants to throw at Jalen Ramsey. That just doesn't make sense. They attack the linebackers with tight ends. They attack the slot receivers on the Cater Kohus and on the, um, on the you know, the, the, the second, third, fourth best receiver fourth best corner on the league and now on the team and now Xavier Howard's out too so that third corner is now going to be the second corner so they're going to attack the inside guys and that's where Travis Kelsey is so I think Vic Fangio will do a good job of, of shutting uh, of, of limiting Travis even though I got the over I think he'll get 60 yards with no problem but um, yeah they have to run the ball they have to keep you know if I would say 70 if like if Kansas City gets into that 65 70 plays in this game like, they're on the field too much, and they're going to make you pay for it. Where run the ball, keep them off, don't give them 13 possessions, 14 possessions. Let's, let's make it one of these slower, lazier games. You run the ball, keep it close, and then win it late. Because, like I said, this isn't going to be a blowout in either direction. I really don't feel that way. Lastly, I want to get you out of here on this. You, you played for the Dolphins, obviously, went up against the Patriots throughout your NFL career. Therefore, you went up against a Bill Belichick coach team. Obviously, the news today, he's parting ways with the organization. We all expect he'll be a head coach somewhere here very soon. What was your reaction to that? And do you believe he's still, basically, does he still have it? 
I, I think he still has it, and I think he wants to catch. I don't. He'll probably never say it, but he wants to catch Shula. I think he's uh yeah less than twenty games back from Shula or something like that. So I think he wants to catch Shula. I played in the Patriot run AFC East my entire career. Oh. I played Tom Brady. Uh, well, I played the Patriots twelve times in six years. I think Tom Brady was out for two of those games when he tore his knee up. So I played all of them a number of times. He is an amazing coach, defensive guru, amazing minded coach. It's him and him and Andy Reid were the two coaches, and Andy was in Philly when I was playing. Just like you knew there was there was going to be something different. Watch as much film as you want, do as much studying as you want. He's going to throw something different, a different wrinkle into every single game that he coaches in because he knows what you're looking at. They self-scout, and he does a great job. I was not surprised the Patriots uh, moved on from him or mutually agreed to whatever. Yeah. You know, they had to make it sound good. Hell, they fired him. <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised they fired Belichick because of the success of what happened recently. And it's weird when guys take on the GM and the head coach, because now you're you're responsible for talent and talent, um, you know, maximization. I would say so. He wasn't drafting very well the last couple of years. We all saw it. There was nothing coming out of those first and second round draft picks they had, and that's where it went downhill. The Mac Jones, the Bailey Zappies, that they weren't bringing in a quarterback that could really play. And you're seeing it through their offense being one of the worst in the league. So he will be somewhere. I've um, heard Washington. They got rid of uh, Riverboat Run. I've heard Washington, um, Dallas. I think Dallas would be a great place for him if they don't go deep in the playoffs here, you know, with McCarthy. I think that could be a good place. But I think it should be an established thing. So Dallas is sexy to me. That's just me saying, you know, me guessing or hoping for, I guess, Bill, because I do respect Bill and, and I, you know, care you know care about Bill. He ended up bringing me in. When I was coming out in 05, I went and took a visit to the Patriots. And after my, you know, pre-draft workout and all, I sat in his office. This is when his son, who's now coaching, was a kid, and they were just hanging around the facility. So I sat, I ate lunch with Bill and his two sons in the um, in the office with him, talk you know, talk football, talk life, talk talk about family and stuff. So Bill is a good dude. He's a probably the best coach, you know, the goat of coaches uh, in the NFL history. And him and his buddy Saban both might hang it up. So you're you're, you're having two two OGs of the game that might not coach anymore. And uh, but Bill Belichick was a is a respected coach, and he was one of them coaches I knew I could watch all the film in the world, and he's gonna throw some kind of wrinkle in, and if it gets you, it's gonna get you because he's he's a genius football mind. Shannon Crowder, uh, of course, uh, hosts down in Miami for five sixty WQAM. You can also check out the Pivot podcast. Appreciate your perspective, and uh, I, I don't know, are you making the trip up from nice and warm Miami to to bitter cold Kansas City this weekend? Oh, it's no way I'm going to negative 20. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Me and my wife were talking about watching the game Saturday. I was like, oh, you know, I'll barbecue. we have some people over. You know, we'll get in the pool. And we, we, we thought about it. We were like, oh, man, it's going to be 60. The pool is going to be chilly. We get scared at 60 degrees. It's no way I'm leaving that for negative 20. I don't blame you at all. I don't blame you at no. all. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 